Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, February 15th, 2024. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. I am coming to you on my own today because on Wednesday, on Valentine's Day, I went out to Belmont to the UBS Arena to see the one and only Stevie Nicks in concert. It was incredible. Uh, she was fantastic. I also just want to like listen to her tell stories. They are meandering and all over the place and only seem vaguely related to the songs she's about to sing, but they were delightful and she was wonderful. And she still sounds great at 75 years old. So if you have a chance to see Stevie Nicks at any point, do it. She puts on a great, great show. Um, So I did not actually see a show on Wednesday, which is weird for me being in New York City, but having the chance to see Stevie Nicks was certainly worth it. Grace also was very busy, as we talked about on yesterday's show. She did the box office opening for Heart of Rock and Roll, did some events with Huey Lewis. I went down to the James Earl Jones Theater and there was a lot of people in line. They were giving out Valentine's Day balloons and then the first 50 people in line got to take Polaroids, literal Polaroids with Huey Lewis. Uh, It was a ton of fun. Got to hang out with some of the cast members actually in line. We just hung out uh, in line as we were waiting to move up. Um, And uh, so that was a really fun time. But anyway, that is why I am here alone. But I'm gonna run through some pretty interesting news today. But of course, if you want to hear everything that we have going on before anybody else, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. That is also the only place that you can hear my travel logs, which I'll be doing at least one or two more throughout the rest of my trip. And I'm working on some ideas for the other Patreon exclusive episodes for this month that I think you'll be very excited about. All right, let's start off with a report that comes from The Hollywood Reporter. Now, what's interesting about this is this was actually an article about the strike authorization that Actors' Equity put into place that allows them to move into a strike against developmental projects if they and the Broadway League cannot move towards some sort of new agreement. Buried in that Hollywood Reporter text, in the final paragraph, they were talking about Smash and how they were holding all of these performances in front of audiences and it was part of a developmental thing. And that was still scheduled to go on and and it will be ending this week. But the last sentence was, quote, however, if a strike were to be called, this could be impacted, as could upcoming developmental work, including Take the Lead, which we talked about already this week, The Lost Boys, which we've talked about a number of times, and Tangled, yes, Tangled, the Rapunzel-led Disney animated musical, which originally starred Mandy Moore, who has never been on Broadway, along with Zachary Levi and the great Donna Murphy, I don't think that I knew that there was any potential of a Tangled musical coming to the stage, and I don't know if this is being aimed at a professional run or if this is something that's being done with the idea to do it on stage and then to just allow it to be licensed from there out. I know that they have done some work on a Jungle Book musical, but this is kind of the first that I'm, at least the first that I remember hearing about Tangled, but I think that would be a great one. It's one of those... I feel like it's the the musical that kind of bridges the gap between that first part of the new Disney animated musical era, which, you know, had the biggies like Lion King and Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and, and those things from there. And then it kind of bridged the gap into the new things like Frozen and Moana and now Wish. So I think Tangled would be great. It came out in 2010. So if this musical got to the stage even next year, that's 15 years. So I think that makes sense. You know, Frozen, I think they brought along a little too fast. 
but this one is still new enough to be something that people still go to regularly and still love but it's not so new that it feels like overkill and it feels like they are rushing things. So we'll see what happens with this. I don't have any other details on that, but this feels like uh, it's a really smart move and I'll be interested to see whether this is something that aims for a Broadway run or if this is something that's being done just for regional and licensing purposes. Speaking of Disney on stage, yesterday filmed on stage, which is a website that covers all things that are filmed on stage, they reported that the West End production of Frozen has been captured for an eventual release on Disney Plus. It happened, the, the capture happened earlier this month. According to the report, they filmed things with, uh, with the audience, but then also shut down a couple of performances so that they could do all of the close-ups and all of the wide shots and everything like that. They also did this back in 2019 with Aladdin, but they have not released that as of now. Last month, the London production of Frozen did announce that it will be closing on September 8th. So this makes sense that they have filmed this, they will work on it throughout the rest of this year, and then probably, if I had to guess, bring it to Disney Plus at some point around the holidays of this year. We know that Frozen 3 is in the works. That is actually scheduled to come out around Thanksgiving of 2026. So maybe they spread it out a little bit, but I would imagine that if they are filming it this year, that you can look to see that on Disney Plus around the holidays of this year. What's interesting about this article from Filmed on Stage is that they they note that Aladdin, which was filmed pre-pandemic the weekend after it closed in London, and they actually brought in some American cast members. Michael James Scott came over to play the genie and Isabel McCalla came over to play uh, Jasmine. They, they said that the original plan was to release it in 2020 because they were going to close Aladdin on Broadway. However, they changed their mind and decided to keep it open. And because it still does so well, that is the reason that they have not released the, the live capture of, of Aladdin. That is not the reason that I have heard. And I, they both might be true or one might be true and the other one might not be. But the reason that I had heard is that if you remember during the pandemic, they really made an effort when Aladdin came back, that even though Agrabah is a fictional country, they made uh, more efforts to cast people of uh, appropriate ethnic backgrounds for a Middle Eastern country. We will see what happens with that one, but I think it would be great to have all Disney uh, Broadway shows, Disney on Broadway shows available to stream at some point, whatever casts those are, even the old ones, like give me, give me Aida, give me Peter and the Starcatcher. Why are those things not available? They really, really should be. And, and I hope they figure out a way to continue to do this moving forward, even if they can't do it looking back. All right, let's move off the screen and onto the stage. Yesterday, it was announced that the new musical from six creators, Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss, Why Am I So Single, will premiere in the West End later this year. Moss will direct as she did for, for six. It'll begin performances at the Garrick Theater on August 27th. The show is currently scheduled to run through February 13th of 2025, I guess, why am I so single closing uh, the day before Valentine's Day makes a lot of sense. The show is described thusly, with pop and musical inspired songs, the show follows two perpetually single friends who can't figure out why they're so single or what to write their next musical about. I, Brilliant, it's brilliant. And, and I will say, not only do I think that description is brilliant, Grace and I went to a Toby and Lucy concert at 54 Below a number of years ago, three years ago at this point, 
and they played a number of songs from this show. They were phenomenal. And obviously, you all know that I am biased when it comes to Six. I think Six is a, a terrific piece. But these these were a step up from that, both in terms of catchiness and intelligence in their lyrics. I think this is a really promising show. And obviously, I only heard a handful of songs. So I, I hope that the rest of them are good and you know the book is good. But I re- I, at this point, there I have not seen anything from Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss that would not convince me that whatever they do is going to be tremendous. So keep an eye out for that when it begins performances in August. We have talked about this a, a little bit before, but we are starting to get more information about IATSE's efforts to unionize off-Broadway houses. IATSE is the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. That organization basically represents everybody who works behind the scenes in theater. But they have very few members who work in off-Broadway houses. Well, they are starting to get a few more because the stage technicians at Titanic have voted to unionize through IATSE. The National Labor Relations Board still has to certify those election results, but it would be the first victory for IATSE in their campaign to bring more off-Broadway shows under their union umbrella. Earlier this week, the Atlantic Theater Company production workers voted to determine whether they would join IATSE or not. Those votes have not been tabulated, as opposed to the six backstage workers at Titanic. The Atlantic Theater Company has a 178 So that's a little bit bigger there. IATSE is also working to organize at the Vineyard Theater as well as Little Shop of Horrors over at the West Side Theater. So we'll bring more information about that. I mean, Grace and I have gone through this a lot. Like, we want everyone to be represented. I I would love to be a member of a union, to have that support in making sure that my rights and, and my work are treated fairly. But we also know that, like anything, when more costs are incurred, those get passed on to consumers. So it's a delicate balance, and hopefully they are able to figure out a way to make this work for everybody. All right, let's get into a handful of show and casting news. Yesterday, the Signature Theater Off-Broadway announced the cast for the upcoming production of Sarah Rules Orlando, which is adapted from Virginia Woolf's novel of the same name. It'll be directed and choreographed by Will Davis, and performances will begin on April 2nd. Leading the cast in the title role of Orlando will be the great Taylor Mack. Judy will be joined by Janice Amaya, Nathan Lee Graham, Joe Lampert, T.L. Thompson, and... Lisa Crone, yes, the Tony-winning book writer and lyricist for Fun Home, is going to be a part of this cast. And in this show, the title character's adventures begin as a young man when he serves as a courtier to Queen Elizabeth and then moves through the centuries as he becomes a 20th century woman, trying to sort out what living in that time and in that body means. Such an incredible group of artists working on this. I think as kooky as that, that premise sounds, uh, I think this is the right team to do it. Over on Broadway, we've we've talked about how well Ariana Maddox is doing at Chicago and helping bring in some Boku box office bucks. Well, the Vanderpump Rules star has announced that she will extend her run in the show. She had originally been scheduled to play just through March 24th. She will now stick with the role of Roxy Hart through April 7th. Speaking of extensions, the Vineyard Theater's run of Russian Troll Farm by Obi winner Sarah Gancher has announced that it will extend. It will now continue through March 3rd. I'm actually seeing it tonight, so that's very exciting. Directed by Darko Treznik, the show stars Christine Lottie and others, so very excited to check that one out later today. 
All right, that's all the news that I have, but I do have a great feel-good recommendation. And we have two numbers from a press rehearsal for the upcoming New York City Center Encore's production of Jelly's Last Jam that will begin performances on February 21st. You can see performances by Billy Porter and Jakina Kalakongo, two of our absolute best stars. And remember that because this is an anniversary year for Encores, they are doing two full weeks of performances for all of their shows. So Jelly's Last Jam, which does not get done very often, will run from February 21st through March 3rd. All right, that's all that we have for you today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio, and you can follow me pretty much anywhere at BWWMAP. All right, have a wonderful Thursday, and I'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.